وعلى أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي بعد respected elders dear brothers and sisters respected guests السلام عليكم ورحمة الله تعالى وبركاته we begin by thanking and praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the Lord of the universe, our creator, our sustainer, our protector, our nourisher, and by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved and final messenger, Muhammad, the son of Abdullah, sallallahu alayhi wa ala alihi wasallam. Last week, my brothers and sisters, we discussed the importance of consultation. We talked about the Islamic principle of shura, of consulting stakeholders with regards to mutual affairs. When we do consultation, right? when we ask others for their opinion, when we ask people for their opinion regarding a matter, it comes with the assumption, the premise, that there may be different opinions on a matter, on that matter. Otherwise, what is the point of doing consultation? If everyone's going to have the same opinion, or if everyone is supposed to have the same opinion, then there's no point of consultation. Right? So the fact that they are supposed to consult on matters means that there may be the possibility that people will have different opinions on a matter. The reality is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created each one of us differently. Each person is different, is unique. Each person has their own thinking and has their own perspective which is oftentimes formed by our lived experiences and our personalities which differ right otherwise everyone would be the same would behave in the same way would think the same and in some ways if you think about it things would get a little boring right because there would be no diversity of opinions so this is always the case but it becomes even more visible when there is a major or serious decision to be made or an important matter to discuss, which people are passionate about. So for example, like during an election campaign or when we are talking about you know, certain issues which people have very strong views about. Right? For example, vaccines for some people. Because there are so many factors to consider, we must remember that others may not be focusing on the same factors that we are focusing on when they are making their choice, when they are making their decision. As individuals, we think a certain way. Everyone has their own way of thinking, of processing information, of coming to a decision. But it's not necessary that everyone else, even members of your own family for that matter, are thinking the same way, right? So one aspect may affect one person more than the other. And for them, that might be the deciding factor. Some issue that you are not thinking about. Another person may have different priorities because they have different circumstances or they have experienced different things than you because of which they may not place the same importance on an issue that another person or another group does. 
So you may look at another person. It could be a family member, it could be a friend, it could be a neighbor, a colleague, and say, how could you have such a position? How could you support such a position? Or in the case of an election, you know, how could you support such a candidate or such a party? But the reality is that that person isn't necessarily seeing things the way you are. So what impacts them and what affects them is perhaps different than what impacts you and affects you. Or perhaps they have a different approach than you. Therefore, therefore, we know that people, when it comes to choices in life, will choose differently. People will make different choices. And this is something that we must accept and not make it personal, my brothers and sisters. So you can still be a brother, you can still be a sister, you can still be a neighbor and friend, even with different views and different opinions. Right? And this is one of the things that we come across from a religious point of view as well. When people think that unity, which there's a great emphasis on in our religion, in our deen, means uniformity. And they try to get rid of all the differences in fiqh. And they try to just bring everyone together to agree together on one thing, on every single, you know, on have one position or one perspective on every single issue. And it's a futile effort because it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen, especially as time goes on, especially as new issues arise, especially as matters become more complex. It's not going to be possible to have everyone to agree on every single issue. So it is natural. Same thing in our families as well. You know, husband, wife, children, right? It's not necessary that everyone has the same likes and dislikes and everyone, you know, has absolutely the same thinking and the same approach for everything. Yes, on the major matters, it is important. The fundamental matters, it is important. When it comes to our deen, it is critical, of course. The fundamental matters are non-negotiable. But then there are many, many secondary matters, right? And then there are matters which are not even directly or even indirectly related to religion. Right? There are matters where we are allowed to make our own free choice. So therefore, my brothers and sisters, it is important not to stereotype and assume how a person is just because they are supporting one over the other. So don't define people by their choices, and especially when it comes to their political choices. This is within our community, this is with our neighbors, this is with our colleagues, with strangers in our community and across this country. As believers, we should not enjoy or participate in these rifts, but our hearts should be saddened, should be pained to see when there are rifts, when there are differences that end up getting to the heart. And we should desire unification and peace. What should we desire? We should be people who desire unity, who desire peace, who desire good relations amongst everyone. Because sometimes, you know, people have this personality where they enjoy seeing discord, where they enjoy seeing people fighting, where they enjoy seeing families break apart, where they enjoy communities break apart. We should not be from such people, my brothers and sisters. We should be people who like to bring people together. 
We should be people who are always striving to bring people together, whether they are family members, whether they are our fellow brothers and sisters in faith, or neighbors, or anyone in society. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in the Qur'an, فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ وَأَصْلِحُوا ذَاتَ بَيْنِكُمْ وَأَطِيعُوا اللَّهَ وَرَسُولَهُ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ So fear Allah and adjust all matters of difference amongst you and obey Allah and His Messenger if you are believers. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala instructs us to rectify our relations, to rectify our affairs, to overcome such challenges and differences. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam has given many warnings regarding this. First of all, to have such rifts is not befitting for the believer. Yes, it is okay to have differences. It is okay to have different viewpoints. But that difference should not start touching or affecting the heart. It should not permeate into one's heart. The Prophet ﷺ said, لا تباغضوا ولا تحاسدوا ولا تدابروا وكونوا عباد الله إخوانا Do not harbor grudges against one another. Do not harbor jealousy against one another. Do not harbor enmity against one another. And do not show your backs to one another and become as fellow brothers and of course sisters as servants of Allah. So the Prophet ﷺ has reminded us of the focus which should be that we are all ibadullah. We are all the servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that is what matters. right? The other things, we may have differences and that's okay. We should not be falling into having developing grudges or jealousy, enmity, hatred, and turning away from one another. We understand, of course, all of us, the seriousness of shedding blood, of murder. And we would never think of doing such a thing, of taking an innocent life. The Prophet ﷺ said that, مَنْ هَجَرَ أَخَاهُ سَنَةً فَهُوَ كَسَفْكِ دَمِهِ That whoever forsakes his brother or his sister, or forsakes his brother, her brother, her sister, for a year, it is as if he has shed his blood. So forsaking our brothers and sisters is like tantamount to actually shedding their blood. And of course there's the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ prohibiting turning away from your brother or sister in faith for more than three days. Yes, there may be some upset, there may be some disagreement, there may be some offense which was caused, but it should not have an effect for more than three days. At that point, then it is obligatory to at least make salam, at least to get back on talking terms. You don't have to become necessarily best friends. You don't have to be on the best of terms. But to continue to shun another person for more than three days is something which is impermissible. And this holding of grudges against one another is not only prohibited, but can also affect forgiveness of our sins as well. Because the Prophet ﷺ said that تُفْتَحُ أَبْوَابُ الْجَنَّةِ يَوْمَ الْإِثْنَيْنِ وَيَوْمَ الْخَمِيسِ The gates of Jannah are opened on Monday and Thursday. And everyone who does not associate partners or does not associate anything with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is forgiven. Except one. Except one who has an argument. Except إِلَّا رَجُلًا Except a man, of course it applies to a woman as well. Except a man who has had an argument with his brother. 
It is said, what is said? That anziru hadaini hatta yastaliha. That wait, wait until these two have reconciled. Or wait for these two until they reconcile. Wait for these two until they reconcile. Wait for these two until they reconcile. Meaning that their forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And who does not want to be forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? Of course, everyone wants to be forgiven by Allah. So the forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is paused, it is on hold until the two have reconciled. Imam al-Nawwi rahmatullahi alayhi said that wait for these two means wait until they have reconciled and love has been restored between them. Now my brothers and sisters, let's briefly look at some etiquettes of disagreement. That yes, our religion, our deen is so comprehensive that we are taught how to disagree with one another as well. This is also part of the teachings of our religion. A reminder for myself first and all of us. So for starters, as we have discussed, we should try to avoid disagreements. We should try to avoid disagreements, though we have the right to disagree when there is a valid reason for doing so. Yes, we can disagree when there is a valid reason for doing so. Right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us that when it comes to the decisions of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, then there is no room to disagree for the believer. Then, in those matters, there is no room to disagree for the believers because the decision, the guidance, the verdict of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam are final. What are they? They are final. But in other matters, very special matters which are not directly related to our religion or to the guidance of Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there can be disagreement. Now everyone in disagreement should believe, and this, by the way, religious matters as well, so scholars, they would also live by this as well. Everyone in a disagreement should believe that there is the chance, the possibility, that the other could be correct, and that I could be wrong. It is possible because nobody has complete foresight. Nobody has complete knowledge. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has complete knowledge. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has complete wisdom and understanding of what the future holds. So yes, we use our intellect which Allah has given us. We use the tools, the senses that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us. The resources that Allah has made available for us. And we try to come to the best decision. But... As for what the future holds and how things are going to play out and what is actually going to happen, nobody really knows. Only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows. So we should always keep in mind that whatever position we take, it is possible that we might end up being wrong and the others might be correct or they may be closer to the truth or their opinion may be better. Listen to the opinions of others carefully with an open mind. Avoid interrupting others while they are speaking or while they are sharing their perspective. And finally, give others enough time to express their opinions, their views. Sometimes if an issue is very loaded, sometimes if an issue is very loaded or it is, you know, people are very passionate about it, it can be difficult to handle, to process the fact that somebody has a different opinion because you have looked at it from a certain perspective and you have entrenched, become entrenched in your view, your opinion. And all others 
have been dismissed, meaning all other opinions or possibilities have been dismissed because you feel the issue is so important and you have completely bought into it. Right, so restrain yourself from accusing others of different things like being deviants or corrupt or other types of accusations. Instead, what are we taught to do? We are taught to believe at the faces. Right? At face, we're supposed to take or, or believe face value unless there is something or take things at face value unless there is something to prove otherwise. Right? So we should start off with the assumption that people are good and they are sincere in their opinions. This should be the starting point. That the person who has a different opinion, it's not because they are corrupt or it's not because they have some other interests, but no, we should believe that people are good and sincere in their opinions. Give them the benefit of the doubt. Give them the benefit of the doubt too many times. We start off with the assumption of having a doubt. We start off with doubt. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, اِجْتَنِبُوا كَثِيرًا مِّنَ الظَّنِّ إِنَّ بَعْضَ الظَّنِّ إِثْمٍ right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us to stay away from assumptions. To stay away from making judgments. right? Unless there is something to back it up. So give people the benefit of the doubt. Give your brothers and sisters the benefit of the doubt. Give your neighbors the benefit of the doubt. If they are saying something or you know, have a position which you do not agree with. You talk, you discuss. If no agreement is reached, then all parties should respect each other's opinions. And give the other an excuse. We have the famous teaching in our deen of finding 70 excuses. If somebody does something wrong, finding 70 excuses. So same thing here, somebody holds the position, make an excuse for them, find an excuse for them, that perhaps it is such, perhaps they have misunderstood, perhaps they have heard something different, perhaps they know more about this issue, perhaps they know less about this issue. Try to give them the benefit of the doubt. And do not continue arguing. Do not continue arguing. Because the Messenger of Allah وسلم, said that I guarantee a house in the surroundings of paradise of Jannah for, a, for the one who avoids quarreling even if he or she were in the right. Somebody who gives up arguing. Somebody who gives up arguing, gives up a debate, even if they are in the right. So yes, a person knows, they believe that they are correct. What they are saying is true, it's haq. But they give it up because they don't want to continue the, the, the argument. Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, I guarantee أَنَا زَعِيمٌ بِبَيْتٍ فِي رَبَضِ الْجَنَّةِ لِمَنْ تَرَكَ الْمِرَاءِ وَإِنْ كَانَ مُحِقًّا So guarantee a house in the surroundings of Jannah for the one who avoids quarreling even if you are in the right. A house in the middle of Jannah for the one who avoids lying even if they were joking. Even if they are joking. So humor is something which is allowed in our religion. There's nothing wrong with being humorous and making people laugh, the Prophet ﷺ will crack jokes from time to time. He would have a sense of humor. Not always, you know, but sometimes with his companions when things are light. But never lying when it comes to joking. Never making up stories to make people laugh. Right? Never making up situations or jokes. So, the Prophet ﷺ said, a house in the middle of Jannah for the one who avoids lying even if they are joking. And a house in the upper part of Jannah for the one who made his or her character good. A person who has good akhlaq, makes their character good. The Prophet ﷺ said, guarantee a house 
in the upper part of Jannah for such a person. So brothers and sisters, we have forgiveness tied to not holding grudges. We have Jannah or getting a house in Jannah tied to giving up you know, arguments and debates. So let us try to act upon these teachings, especially when things get hot. Do not attack people by calling them hard-headed or saying that they have bad intentions. Right? This is not appropriate. Some people will just have different views and they will not change their opinions no matter what. There are people like that. Right? They're never, you're never going to be able to convince them. Right? No matter how much you try, they, they, they believe in their position, they're not going to change. Okay? So try to work together and build upon the things that you do agree upon. Instead of focusing on what you disagree on, focus on what you actually agree upon. And try to move things for the better. Imagine how much good, just imagine, how much good we as individuals, as communities, as leaders, as politicians, could do if we could work together with others on whatever we agree upon, instead of being focused on our disagreements. People have different approaches. Yes, we just discussed that. Okay? But if we can agree on certain things, that yes, this is important and this is the way we should do it, or we can come to an agreement if we talk. Many times there's no willingness to talk even. Right? Because it is in our self-interest to actually not talk and cooperate. Okay? But if we actually try to cooperate and try to find agreement and try to find solutions together, imagine how much good we would be able to accomplish. So we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us all towards that which is best and closest to the truth. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to unite our hearts regardless of our disagreements. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us people of mutual love and respect. May He make us those who continue to strive for goodness and truth until their last breath. Ameen. Ya Rabbal Alameen. Brothers and sisters, as you know, the election, uh, is this, the, the federal election, the 44th federal election is this Monday, September 20th, inshallah. As we've said many times before, if you're eligible to vote, then please make sure that you do vote. We never tell you which party to vote for. We are completely nonpartisan, so you have to make the choice. The candidates for Canada Carlton are outside. We have invited them so you can meet them and talk to them and share your concerns, share your views. You make the decision. I'm not going to tell you how to vote. That is not my job. But just make sure that you vote. Because as I've said before, the candidates, the parties are able to see who has voted. Not who you have voted for, but they're able to see whether you voted or not. If you do not vote, then that means that you're not interested. And they don't need to think about you and care about you. But if your name is there, the Muslim names are there, the Muslim community is visible and active and engaged, alhamdulillah, as we are trying to be, then they have to pay attention. Alhamdulillah, we welcome them all here. Right? This is uh, our, uh, our uh, pleasure to invite them and to have them give you the opportunity to meet them. So please do talk if you have a chance afterwards and share your views, your concerns. At the very least, say hi and welcome them uh, to our masjid. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant us leaders who are fair, who are just, who are honest and sincere and compassionate. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guide our leaders towards that towards all that which is good for us and for all people. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Ya Allah, we ask you to cure all our brothers and sisters who are ill. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Especially our elder sister, Rabia Khan, our brother, Saud Alam, and all of those whose health is struggling, who are struggling with bad health, physically, mentally, or emotionally. Ya Rabbal Alameen, please grant them shifa. 
Ya Rabbal Alameen, please grant them a speedy and complete recovery. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen. Ya Allah, we ask you to grant ease to all of those who are suffering, to remove their difficulties, and to replace pain and fear with joy and peace and contentment. Ameen, Ya Rabbal Alameen.